Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Radio Family. Welcome to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Back again on our intercom stations. And thank you for coming back each and every Saturday and Sunday morning to hear about good people doing some good things in our communities. I'm Renee Vaughn, joined by the newest member of our Community Focus family. And she is not only a newbie, but really now family, officially. <laughs> See, Aaron Cruz, that's how quickly things work around here. I like that. I like it too, my dear. <laughs> Welcome, Aaron. You serve as the Development Director at American Children's Home in Lexington. That's correct. And this is a nonprofit children's home, and you house around 35 kids on average. Yes, that's true. Excellent. So I am so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Community Focus family, and especially to have an opportunity for members of our community focus family and our audience who may not be familiar with the American Children's Home. Give us a little bit of background about it. Yes, thank you. Well, first, thanks so much for You're having welcome. me. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here today. Um, so American Children's Home was opened um, all the way back in 1928 um, by the Junior Order of United American Ma- Mechanics, um, mm-hmm. North Carolina State Council. Um, that's our country's oldest patriotic fraternity. Um, and it initially served as a home um, for orphans of children of the junior order members. So okay. usually um, purchased by someone who uh, was in a job that had a high hazard risk. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of before um, life insurance or Social Security benefits. Gotcha. So over time, um, less and less uh, true orphans were around, and we began accepting um, children through County Department of Social Services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, your role as the development director, how did that come about, and how long have you served in that capacity? Um, I have not served in that capacity very long. Um, it was kind of a, a thing where I was – looking for a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Ohio, and I hey. happen to have a family friends in High Point, and I came down to visit, and literally six weeks later, I moved down and started working wow. as the um, assistant to the director at American Children's Home, and I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time to be promoted within six months. So wow. I've been at American Children's Home for a little bit over a year. So. Well, congratulations in, in every sense. <laughs> so another newbie from <laughs> yes, that absolutely. standpoint, no longer, of course, here on the program. Now, what yes. part of Ohio, if I can ask? Um, Kent. Okay. So, uh, Kent State University, yeah. if you're familiar with that name at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what did you find interesting or a little bit different compared when you compare Ohio to North Carolina? Well, number one right off the bat, of course, is the weather, which is a huge draw for me. (laughs) You know, I've been in Ohio for a long time, but I'm enjoying the milder temperatures. Yes, Um, It's just, you know, honestly, I actually live in Greensboro. Um, Working in Lexington is a little bit different. It's a, you know, a real small town and it's got a old school feel Mm -hmm. and um, just you know, it's a little bit different, um, but Greensboro really isn't too different from where I grew up. It's oh, great. a you know, college town and right. um, 
not too big, not too little, just exactly, right just <laughs> right. That's right, right in the middle. And the interesting thing too, Aaron, that you've probably discovered about Lexington, it's one of the uh, barbecue yes. capitals oh, yes. of the world. And yes. I have definitely been um, privileged to have several tasty meals. Oh, okay. <laughs> excellent. I enjoy well, that. that is the one thing about living uh, in the South mm-hmm. is that you will find hearty appetites yes. in and around the area. <laughs> I love it. Well, Aaron, let's get back on track. Sure. And and really to also add, uh, Radio Family just as a programming note and and Aaron just to make it a little bit easier sure not necessarily for us but from this point on going forward if you hear the initials ACH we're just going to shorten the American Children's Home to that so radio family just kind of keep that in mind of course we'll remind you as we get further along in our conversation but Aaron the next question outside of doing a wonderful job of telling us a little bit about the history of ACH what's the mission so we are a licensed, accredited, nonprofit alternative family program. So first and foremost is that um, we believe that every young child has the inherent right to live and grow in a happy, loving environment. Um, the stability of tomorrow's world really does depend on the strength and character with the spirit of each child today. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to provide a better experience for the kids. Um, we want to give them hope for a, a better future and really heal their broken spirits. Um, the kids that do come to our home um, are removed from their home by the courts, and this is usually due to abandonment, neglect. Um, the parents are either in the penile system or mm-hmm. are having legal issues. Okay. So um, the kids that come to us, you know, they're snatched out of their homes with really little to no um, uh, forewarning. So they're usually told, hey, pack a bag. That's it. We're going. Wow. So um, it really is uh, important to us to help them develop hopey, uh, healthy copy, coping mechanisms, um, improve their grades, Um, develop healthy self-esteem to say, hey, I'm confident in my own worth and value. And then also to develop a strong self-efficacy that, hey, I can believe that I can um, succeed and accomplish my goals. Absolutely. And Erin, when we think about just young people in general, Mm -hmm. the drive, the energy, the passion, the spirit that they have Mm -hmm. in wanting to do whatever it is their goals happen to be, what a wonderful place such as the American Children's Home, that can provide that environment because they don't have it initially to begin with. Well, and that's one of the biggest things. They're not raised in homes where that's important. Right. Um, They don't have, um, you know, good discipline. They don't have good structure. So Mm -hmm. they come to us already kind of lost. Um, And, you know, these kids especially, without the good parental figures, really do have a lot of the odds stacked against them. Right. So it's very important for us to really uh, plant those seeds for them mm-hmm. and hoping that it'll come to fruition someday in, in a positive outcome. Nicely said. And that transni- transitions nicely into describing to us who are the children that reside at ACH. Again, so um, children um, who are suffered abuse, um, neglect, abandonment, mm-hmm. um, they're removed by their home from um, by court order. And, um, you know, the stories, you know, in my position, I don't get to hear them as much, but I do hear some of the stories that come in, and it's it's heartbreaking. It yeah. really is. Um, now, do you happen to be a parent? I'm not a parent. Okay. But I do have um, six uh, – well, I have five nieces and a nephew. Wow. So that, you know, kids are dear to my heart for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I'm sure they love you as an auntie. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> I really go. would. Um, well, lots of times uh, the kids – who come to us um, have parents that just can't meet their needs Mm -hmm. um, or who have already had multiple placements in foster homes or group living programs um, that really need a caring, nurturing environment to help them deal with their past experiences and really to prepare them for the future. So um, 
as you had mentioned before, we have about 35 kids on average. Mm -hmm. And usually that's split um, pretty equally between boys and girls. Um, We are uh, able to have anywhere from 12 to 21-year-olds. Okay. Um, But usually the average age is around 14 to 19. Um, We usually have junior high and high school kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you typically have in any numbers that you can break down? Sure. I'm thinking about in terms of do you have some of the kids who generally come by themselves, mm-hmm. they're alone, or do they typically have a sibling or two with um, them? Actually, right now, um, typically they are alone. We mm-hmm. have um, some siblings that are now. Okay. Um, we had the two sisters for a while, and then yeah. we just um, additionally, not too long ago, also were able to receive their younger brother. So it's wow. really great when we're able to keep them together Absolutely. as a family. Right. They love to be able to be together, mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to be away from their siblings. So, absolutely. Um, when we can, yeah, we absolutely try to have them all together. Right. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, you just mentioned you've been in the position as the development director in a short period of time. Has there any, has there been anything rather that has, has stood out within the last year that's, that's really impressed you or maybe even overwhelmed you since you've become a part of the American Children's Um, Home? Yeah, definitely. What can be overwhelming is me not being from the area, really wanting to reach out and, Mm -hmm. and make those relationships within the community. Yeah. Um, that's really important for us, not only for funding, of course, that's that's important, but really just so that people know who we are and what right. we do and that we are around and that there are kids that, um, you know, need their support. So that can be kind of overwhelming. But also at the same time, that's what's also very impressive. Yeah. The outpouring that we do get from the community is right. fantastic. You know that you, you just answered my next question. And I appreciate that. You are spot on, (laughs) my dear. You're so welcome. And asking, what can we do as a community? We know that when we have a program like Community Focus and we hear about great agencies such as this, volunteerism is so huge in our Mm -hmm. communities. And we have so many people who thankfully want to give of their time. They want to give of their energy and their Mm -hmm. resources. What can we do to help? I mean, there's absolutely tons of things that can be done. And we're actually working on kind of revamping a volunteer program. Okay, Obviously, if a person would like to spend any amount of time with the kids, they have to go through a pretty intensive vetting Mm -hmm. process, which, of course, is for the kids' protection and for their own protection as well. Right. Um, But we have groups that have come to campus to help out with um, things such as mulching or just helping out with the groundswork. We oh, are right. a, a pretty large campus, so wow. volunteer groups like that are great or who have come and helped repaint a building. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we were open in 1928, and we have several of the original buildings, so wow. that requires some upkeep. So that's always important, too. Um, another way that volunteers can help, we've had groups come together and raise funds to throw, say, a skating party. Mm-hmm. Kids love to be active. They love right. going out and doing things. Exactly. So a, a day at the, the skating rink with, you know, pizza or food like that mm-hmm. um, or any kind of small party like that or even right. um, tickets to um, – Carowinds or Adventure Landing or um, the Speed Park, anything Mm -hmm. like that that's an activity that gets them out of, you know, being in the cottages and getting restless, you know, just giving them activities to do. Absolutely. Um, They've gone to plenty of um, church-sponsored events, Mm -hmm. concerts, things like that. So um, it just takes creativity. And usually if it's an activity that you would enjoy doing or your kids would, those kids would enjoy doing it That's excellent. I like what you mentioned at the beginning, that the kids have an opportunity to engage not only in the Outdoor activities, but Mm -hmm. specifically, you were mentioning the word mulching. Sure. (laughs) It's not an everyday thing, let alone an activity. But what a great skill 
for young people sure. to learn, Absolutely. especially when it comes to cultivating the land, mm-hmm. learning how to grow your own food, how to grow flowers, sure. just sort of agricultural mm-hmm. based things, which when you think about a state of North Carolina and even Ohio, really anywhere, <laughs> the really the importance of that, I think a lot of, because of the and not to say technology is such a bad thing, but right. when we look at this generation of kids that's kind of unheard of. Absolutely. Kids are like, you know, what what's a gardening tool? Sure. <laughs> just and, and you can just go off a whole list of things and kids kind of have this question mark look on their face. But what a wonderful opportunity for them to learn those type of skills and whatever other skills they can learn with ACH. And that ties into a program that I'm trying to develop called ACH in Action. And it's an opportunity for our kids on campus to Mm -hmm. give back to the community. So I'm always open and looking for ways that we can plug in as American Children's Home community for staff and kids to be able to give back to the community as well. Fantastic. That's a great tie-in, Erin, before we go to our first break in the morning. How can our listeners get in contact with you if they need more information? Absolutely. Well, they can always... um, Give me a call. Okay. Um, the phone number is area code 336-357-7126. And just ask for Aaron in development. Um, if I'm not there, go ahead and leave a message. Um, I can be reached at email. That's E-C-R-E-W-S at ach-nc.org. Or you can visit our website at www.ach-nc.org. Um, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere on social media. Just plug in the name American Children's Home and you can look us up that way. Fantastic. Nicely done. Erin, welcome to the cute, we shorten it, Community Focus QF family. Oh, great. (laughs) Awesome. Wonderful to have you you. here. Glad to have you here and looking forward to the second half of the program. Absolutely. I've got more questions for you and certainly a great opportunity for members of our QF family to learn more about the American Children's Home. So stick around with me. Right. And thank you, Radio Family, as well, for sticking around. Indeed, more of the Weekend Edition of Community Focus. We're coming back right after this. It's the Weekend Edition of Community Focus. Thank you for joining us. Radio Family, always great company, Saturday and Sunday mornings. And thank you for tuning in here on our intercom stations. I'm Renee Vaughn, along with Aaron Cruz, the Development Director of American Children's Home in Lexington. Again, this is a nonprofit children's home that houses Right around 35 kids on average. And Aaron, we mentioned this earlier, you primarily are working with or taking in teenagers, not only from across the state of North Carolina, but many who are really particularly removed from their homes mm-hmm. due to either abuse, neglect, or abandonment. Some of the kids stay with you a few months. Some have had an extended stay for several years That's correct. Mm-hmm. at a time. But what you're really trying to provide through ACH is a way to provide the support that many of our kids need to just thrive in life. That's absolutely it. Um, our our goal really is to provide a home-like experience for mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, they need um, guidance from, you know, somebody who's older that wants to give them good advice, give them good direction. Right. Um, we also try to provide them skills. You know, they're living with other kids that they don't know. Right. So it's, you know, a, an opportunity for them to develop social skills as well, mm-hmm. um, learning to relate to others, learning right. how to deal with conflict. And um, we have a great team of resident counselors, which we Excellent. call our RCs. Mm-hmm. And they are trained under the CARE model, which stands for Children and Residential Experiences. Okay. So it's very specific to children who are in an alternative family placement. Okay. And this helps them um, 
focus on cognitive behavioral therapy um, and it's trauma-informed programs. So this mm-hmm. is rooted around kids who have gone through trauma. So right. the approach is a little bit different. The okay. way you might discipline your child mm-hmm. in a normal, healthy home is going to be a little bit different, different than we do for our, our children on campus by setting goals and expectations. It's a little bit different. Exactly. With that said, what, what are some of the services in, in case for some of our listeners, excuse me, who weren't with us for the first half of the program, can you go over some of the services that you provide to the children on campus? Sure. So obviously residential is our first and um, foremost uh, service that we provide. And um, the RCs, they um, make sure the kids get up for school. They Mm. give them guidelines about, you know, making their bed, keeping their rooms clean, things like that. They help assign chores and help develop some healthy um, responsibilities. Yeah, very Um, good. They take them to and from appointments. They Mm. take them to work. We have several kids on campus that have part-time jobs after school. Um, We really encourage them to participate in activities outside of school, um, sports, music, drama, um, ROTC. We have kids that are really involved um, you know, we want to give them that well-rounded experience. Exactly. Um, we also have, um, I had mentioned a little bit earlier about um, some trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not able to get that off campus, we do have licensed counselors on campus that oh, are able excellent. to do that for them as well. Um, we also have um, uh, programs set up that really help them um, assess their individual life skills. Mm -hmm. So that helps them focus on their strengths and build on the strengths and on other areas where they might have some weaknesses. We help to really pour into that. So that could be um, uh, developmentally, mental health, education, and even finance that we start working with some of the older kids as we kind of help them transition into adult living after they've, um, you know, reached a certain age. Absolutely. And that's an excellent point, uh, Erin, in that another life skill for our young people is how to manage money. Sure. Which for a lot of us, we somewhat I'm have... I'm an s- <laughs> Exactly. Well, I was thinking, you know, you and I are probably from, from the old school where we had parents and grandparents sure. where long before there were savings and loans and credit unions and right. banks, the bank was the mattress. Sure. And other, you know, unique quote-unquote places to manage our money. But, of course, things obviously have changed. And when we think about young people, how great to start them as early, the sooner the better, instead of them going through a lot of those money challenges. I know for myself in particular, when you transition from being a senior in high school to embarking on those early college years and credit card companies love young people when they go through those stages. (laughs) And so that's a really great example because a lot of times you have young folk, they get that credit card in the mail and it's, you know, charge, charge, charge. But what we fail to realize, and really we can't just address it to just the young people because for some of us as adults, we need refresher courses (laughs) on managing our money properly. You know, it's really great that the kids have that opportunity along with the other skills that you mentioned earlier. And that was something that I was curious about when I started working. What happens to these kids when they turn 18? Exactly. And I don't know all the details of it, but I do know that we have been allowed to keep the kids up until the age of 21. And now not all of them stay that long. Right. But this does help them instead of just saying, hey, you're 18, see it's like, hey, we, we still kind of have a little bit of an anchor here for you, kind of right, have a handful nice, to help nice. you, mm-hmm. um, whether they're going to plan on going to school, you know, right. help them get those things lined up so they can mm-hmm. um, 
you know, they don't have maybe the parent to help them fill out the FAFSA or to get them registered exactly. for classes. You know, right. we can help them do that. Or right. if they decide to just transition into adult living, we help mm-hmm. them find a place to stay if they are already employed. Um, obviously, we help them uh, with resources in obtaining employment, too, if they decide right. to take that route. So nice. that was kind of important to me because yeah. I was like, man, what, what happens to these kids once they, I don't want to say age out of the program, mm-hmm. but does that happen? And we are really fortunate to be able to keep them on longer. That's fantastic. And that's really a, a great point to really reiterate or reemphasize because we were mentioning earlier how many kids you house, but particularly between the ages of 14 to 19, mm-hmm. that's kind of the core age sure. of the kids. And you're absolutely right. What an excellent point, because I was going to ask you and for the staff at ACH, what tremendous change do you get to see in these kids when they come in, let's say at age 14, and let's just say they do stay sure. at the age of 19. Mm-hmm. What a joy it must be to watch that young boy or that young girl progress from a preteen or tween mm-hmm. until, you know, they're close to being of legal age sure. and being out in the real world. Yeah. You're likely seeing some tremendous changes in in those young folk. Um, even in the short time that I've been here, mm-hmm. I'll definitely see a change for when somebody first comes in, you know, they could be shy or combative and, right. you know, emotions are running really high. Exactly. To see them really find themselves at home, mm-hmm. see them smiling and laughing and, and want to come see you in your office and ask you how your DA was, just to see that. Right. Um, and we see the report cards coming back with the grades improving, right. so that's really important. Mm-hmm. But for the other staff, and I've heard a lot of stories, um, you know, a lot of our staff have been there for a decade plus. Wow. So they've seen a lot of children so, come and go. Yeah. Um, but um, even the generations far back refer to themselves as home kids. And we have a homecoming every August Ooh. where they come Aww. back. And there's so many people that come back. And I've heard some really neat stories yeah. from individuals that were, um, you know, raised in the home. Mm-hmm. And they went off and they, you know, a lot of them have said, you know, at the time they didn't realize what a big impact it had made. It had made yeah. somewhat of an impact. But really when they reached adulthood, they looked back and they're like, wow, this was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. And that's really positive to hear yeah. that a lot of the um, stories, you know, come back full circle yeah. and they they want to come back and see right. the place and they want to share their story and how impactful it was and how their life might have been different if they hadn't had the opportunity to come stay with us. Exactly. And some of the things that they were able to do that they might not have been able to do. Right. Um, that we just had the privilege of providing for them. So Absolutely. That's definitely encouraging. Very much so. And thank you, Anne, for sharing that, because that's the one thing about great agencies like ACH, American's Children Home, that when you think about what happens, like you said, when these kids do reach that age where it's time to leave the nest, so to speak, and to go out. How loving for many of the kids to come back and want to help the new group, so to speak, Mm -hmm. that come along. And I think that's what makes the bond or the connection between the older person who has been through the agency, mm-hmm. in which the agency has helped to nurture them, sure. helped to really change their their mindset about just life in general. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier in, in your missioning statement, I believe I can succeed and accomplish my goals, sure. which a lot of the, the, the older ones have. Sure. But to come back and to really give the younger ones firsthand a look at what he or she can become. Absolutely. They become sort of that role model sure. for a lot of the younger mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that gives me, you know, that really kind of sparks a great idea for me. I'm not sure, like I said, I haven't been here that long. Right. If they've had um, some of the um, 
the veterans come back and speak to the younger kids. Right, exactly. You know, maybe that's something we could absolutely look into mm-hmm. doing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those success stories come back and talk to the kids exactly. about, you know, that they can do it and that they can make it. Definitely. You know what, and Aaron, this is something that I typically like to mention to community-focused families such as yourself. <laughs> and usually I, I wait to the end of the program, but I want to interject it now because that's such a great tie-in to say when we ha- or when I have you back on a future program to hear more about the success stories sure. and maybe even the possibility of bringing a couple of kids that would be really neat onto the program yeah. so that way we as an audience and as members of the community focused family can hear from the kids themselves absolutely to hear about the amazing changes sure. that have taken place yeah. in their lives and one thing that with with a lot of young people not then most of them are not very shy <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they won't be if we try to get them back on the program but we'll work on that sure, something sure. that we can talk about at the end of our of our conversation yes. in the meantime if a person wanted to get to know the organization better or get involved and we touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. but to go into more detail Details, what are the best ways to learn more? Um, definitely, you can always check us out on social media. Mm-hmm. We try to keep that updated regularly with what you know activities we have going on. Right. And it's got all of our contact information. Okay. So if you're on Facebook, it's American Children's Home. Um, Instagram is ACH of NC. Um, Twitter is American Children's Home. And then, of course, our website, which has links to all those different social right. medias, is www.ach. Dash, dash nc.org. Okay, excellent. Now, to welcome those of you who may be joining us, thank you, Radio Family, taking this opportunity to again identify us here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. I'm Renee Vaughn, joined by Development Director of the American Children's Home in Lexington, Aaron Cruz, doing an amazing job. Thank you. Uh, helping us to get better acquainted with ACH and especially how we as a community can help the kids come along. Now, you mentioned earlier ACH is, or we've talked about it, is a nonprofit. Where does the majority of the funding come from? That was my next oh, question. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, approximately 70% of our funding comes from federal, state, and local governments. Mm-hmm. And then the other 30% comes from individuals just like our listeners. Okay. So, um, individuals and local businesses. Yeah. Um, so, they are definitely a big support for us. And that yeah. also allows us to have. Um, the funds to take the kids to Carowinds or mm-hmm. do something big, mm-hmm. a big outing for them. Also, it helps us to provide, um, you know, additional things that they they do get a um, you know a stipend from the the government for clothing, but it right. allows us to give them extra. So that they, okay. when they come here, Great. they only have a bag worth of clothes. We can take them shopping and get them new clothes. Nice things like that. Right. Um, and any ancillaries that they need, you know, mm-hmm. we're able to provide that for them. Excellent. So that comes from donors just like um, our listeners here. So um, other funds come from annual fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fall, we have an American Tour bike ride, which is oh. a beautiful um, 55 and 35-mile bike uh, um, through scenic Davidson uh, County. Yes. So that's going to be our 10th year nice. coming up. And then in May, we have our 20th annual car show show-off. So it's a truck, car, and motorcycle show. Okay. It's a lot of fun. It's a, yeah. it's a big turnout. We get mm-hmm. over 150 vehicles, 2,000 wow. spectators. We've got nice. um, a kid's zone. We do bounce house and mm-hmm painting. Uh, We do a silent auction with a lot of items. We do 
do 50-50 raffle, um, $100 gas card, a 50-inch LCD TV are some of the prizes. Um, And we just have a lot of fun. It's a a fun day where the community can come together and, um, you know, just have a good time. Absolutely. And definitely learn more about ACH Mm -hmm. in the process. Erin, I wanted to ask you this. When you do have volunteers in the community and you have individuals, whether they're spending a day with some of the young persons in terms of maybe getting to talk to some of the young kids, Mm -hmm. what's the general reaction? How do the kids, as far as, as the feedback, when they have a chance to speak with either someone who's a retiree, Mm -hmm. someone who may be a teacher, someone who may be a lawyer Mm -hmm. or a doctor or whatever particular field, let's say myself being a broadcaster. If you have that opportunity to get individuals to come and talk to the kids, how excited are the kids generally to hear from members of the community? Usually, you know, being teenagers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then by the end of the program, you know, they're inspired. Great. And you see the reactions and you see them a little light spark. And so Mm -hmm. that's really exciting. And it makes it worth the time to have that, um, to have that interaction or to go and have that experience. Right. Um, Say, for example, and this wasn't somebody who came and spoke, but um, Mm. uh, the NC Black Repertory gave us tickets to – and I can't remember the name, but it was uh, The Legend of Buster McNeil. And that was uh, something that we could take the guys to. And the guys are like, well, we don't want to go see a play. Like, right. why would I? They loved every minute of it. Wow. They could not stop talking about it. And they were really excited. And they're like, well, maybe I could be an actor, too. And I'm like, like hey, it's something good to be involved with. Right. Something to do with their spare time that's mm-hmm. productive. So exactly. things that they're not normally maybe wouldn't want to be open to exactly or exposed to. or exposed to right um you know they end up enjoying it same, <laughs> same thing you know sometimes they're shy or kind of reserved about talking right. with somebody you know mm-hmm. they, they don't necessarily want to talk to a stranger but when they get the chance and see that that person isn't there to just get some kind of notification or, or some kind of recognition but they're right. really there because they care exactly the kids see that and it oh, definitely definitely mm-hmm. i like that because i'm just trying to see the expression of a group of of young boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking I was really about nervous a play to take right, right. <laughs> just the visual alone yeah. but it's so refreshing because usually when when you think about young boys like you said that's the last thing where right. any young young man will yeah. make a connect <laughs> is wanting to go see a play mm-hmm. they're like that's just girly that's right. that's what you you know, females do. Yeah. But it's nice to see it that. Awesome. It was an yeah. all male cast. So wow. It was perfect for so them. they could really mm-hmm. connect and bond with that yeah. particular production. Yeah. And of course, you know, the opposite end of that when the girls have an opportunity. Sure. To do that and engage in a lot of yeah, the activities. Yeah, we have one coming up actually on Sunday at Childress Vineyards. It's called the Girls Tour, and it's oh, um, nice. it's a new program by um, it's called the BFF Blog, mm-hmm. and it's um, two girls um, named uh, Mariel Lane and uh, Whitney Dillon. Um, she's married to Austin Dillon of NASCAR, wow. and they put this together, and it's going to be uh, about women's empowerment. It's going to mm-hmm. be speakers, so that's another great way oh, that absolutely. you know, we are able to tie in with the community and Fantastic. get our kids involved. Let me ask you this to back up just a little bit, Aaron, in in mentioning that that you mentioned rather of the various activities especially the one that you mentioned with the bike ride yes through davidson county mm-hmm. now have you had a chance since you've been in north carolina to experience a fall typically in the mountains yes what beautiful you, yeah isn't it's it gorgeous amazing. Yeah. so amazing wonderful it's, it's, yeah absolutely lovely. and see that would be another great adventure for for young people sure mm-hmm. to have an opportunity to really look at the beauty 
of of nature and just to look at the amazing creative works Mm -hmm. that are all around us that sometimes we may sometimes take for granted Mm -hmm. or really don't have an opportunity to just take the time to really observe it and pay attention. Mm -hmm. So that could be another great activity for the kids. It's fantastic that you keep them engaged and even more so you keep them busy, but it's a good busy. A good busy. It's a productive Mm -hmm. Productive. busy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, Erin, one more question I have for you. If one is interested in giving to the American Children's Home, Mm -hmm. what are some of the ways with which to contribute? You mentioned a couple earlier. Yes, absolutely. So, of course, you know, monetary donations are always greatly appreciated. Um, We regularly receive gifts um, that people will do in honor or in Mm -hmm. memory of a loved one or a friend. Um, And we always send a notification out to that family or to that individual. And so that way you can kind of honor somebody Um, their name. It goes out into our publications and things like that. So that's pretty popular. Um, There are other ways, too. Um, You can give to us highly appreciated stock through your stockbroker. You may find that you avoid high capital gains taxes through this type of giving. Um, Also, there are people who have paid up life insurance policies that are no longer needed for the initial beneficiary, Mm -hmm. and they can enlist American Children's Home as a charitable beneficiary. Um, And then, of course, legacy gifts. Um, Those always ensure that American Children's Home um, is going to continue for many years to come. Great. Excellent. Now, getting back to the volunteerism, how many times, let's say per week, are you looking for individuals to volunteer their time? Is there a specific schedule with Um, which you go by? Usually it's not a schedule. Usually we try to get our volunteers around maybe a special event or an outing or something like that. Um, We try to get our uh, monthly schedule planned about a month ahead of time. So, um, but we're always open to anybody okay. who wants to call in or write in or send an email um, to at least put them on our volunteer list so that okay. we have something available right. that, you know, we'll contact them. Too. Excellent. And so with that, uh, Radio Family, again, visit on the World Wide Web. This is one way to get in contact with the American Children's Home is www.ach-nc. And Aaron, as you mentioned, if you just type it in the search engine on social media, all yes, the pertinent information absolutely. will come up. You did a wonderful job. We still have so you're much. welcome. And we still have a couple of minutes remaining. Anything that I didn't go over or something you would like. Something that to touch I on. didn't go over that's really important yes. to me too, and I'm glad that we do have a couple minutes left. Um, another big service that American Children's Home provides mm-hmm. is a foster care program. Oh great. We have a yes. really growing um program here and we license families in Davidson, Davy. Forsyth, Guilford, Randolph, and Rowan counties. Um, we have multiple staff who are trained to do group and individual pre-service for foster care and for adoption training. Um, we do the, the CPR certifications and host continuing education for the foster families. Um, and we've had uh, several adoptions, um, over 10 in the past, I think just six months. Wow, so that's really growing. And um, that's just another way for us to um, you know, give some service to the children Absolutely. that are in need. So that's really important to us. And then we also have um, on campus, it's called the Evans uh, Child Daycare Center. Mm -hmm. So that's a daycare for um, infants through preschool age. So that's another service that we offer to the community as well. Wow. So wonderful success stories that we get to hear on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you for sharing that because there is a continual growing need. Yes for individuals, especially our children, who are looking for loving homes. Absolutely. And wonderful to know that they can find it through the American Children's Home. 
Erin, welcome once again, my dear, to the Community Focus Thank family. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you. I enjoyed our time together. Me too. I did, too. And the great company that you have given our listeners. Great information, Good. too. Good. One more time, uh, yes. please share the telephone number if someone wants to get in contact with yes. you directly. It is area code 336-357-7126. Excellent. And if you want to send an email to Erin, it is ecruz, at C-R-E-W-S, Appersand, that little act, <laughs> is what I tell people. Yes. A-C-H hyphen N-C dot O-R-G. Yes. All right. Well, Aaron, I will repeat this on the weekend edition of Community Focus. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Yes, I'd love to be back. I would love to have you back. Great. So I typically share with members of our Community Focus family, there are no goodbyes on this program, <laughs> just until next time. Great. So until next time, my dear, thank you. Keep up the great work as the development director. Thank you so much for you're, having me You're today. so welcome. Thank you for being here. Likewise for you, Radio Family, thank you for your great company and definitely for the good things that you're doing in our communities. Keep up the great work. 2018 is off to a fantastic start because of you and good folks like Aaron Cruz. <laughs> so thank you, Radio Family. We do officially bring to a close for this weekend edition of Community Focus. Indeed, no goodbyes. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Until next time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.